And the more that you do it, the more resilience you build in yourself and the courage and the strength for anything, whether it's something social media related or uh, working out or with your style that little by little, you're able to challenge yourself just a little more and do the next thing. Cause you're like, oh, I survived that. I did it. Now what? Um, it's so beautiful being able to be in the work and having to see my clients, a lot of clients I've worked with for years and I don't see them all the time, but they always come back and just being able to see them on their journey. You are listening to the Closet Edit Podcast. I'm Tanya Renadette, a personal stylist with over a decade of experience helping people all over the world with their style and confidence. I love sharing how you can be the most powerful version of yourself and look good in clothing that truly reflects you, your personality, and your body type. In this podcast, we talk about fashion, but we also cover all the parts around it that influence your personal style, like how to handle big life changes, what to do when your clothing doesn't fit right anymore, dating again, what's the best way to spend your money, and everything in between. This is a space to learn, to grow, and take action. I share all of my experiences, learnings, and tricks to help you build a wardrobe that lights you up and aligns with who you are. Let's get into it. This episode today is probably one of my favorite topics because it's about how to get up after failure. And FYI, if you don't know my story, some people that have followed me for years know that I have personally had to literally restart my life at least four times through divorce and, you know, all the things that happen in our life as we're going through it that we don't plan for. So, Today, I have my friend and awesome business lady who used to live in Seattle, but we met in Scottsdale, which is the funniest story. We have Bianca <laughs> Deep, and she is an international dancer, choreographer, turned life coach, and Bianca helps women to trust themselves and their decision-making to unleash their inner badass and ignite their passions to live a life of fulfillment. And when they're called to feeling that they need to do more in their life because that is so important when you have that feeling in your heart to do more. And what makes her coaching different is that she dives in deep. Her training includes several methodologies and modalities for healing to truly break through limiting beliefs and stories of doubt. And in the last 10 years, Bianca has created a formula to get clear on what you want and how to get it. Thank you, Bianca, for being here today on the podcast and on my lifestyle series where we get to talk about things outside of fashion. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this too. I know we've, you know, had a few conversations. We're like, oh, we just need to, we need to have more of these and share them with people. So thanks so much for inviting me out. I know the interesting thing is how when we met in Scottsdale, well, I went back and then we had like a little happy hour together and we had talked about that you moved there because you wanted a different experience. And we talked about how in Seattle, it is really hard to find those people that are really on a personal growth journey and into like those events and things. And I'm like, how did we not connect? And you used to <laughs> dance. You're a dancer, which I had been as well for many years. So life is just so funny like that. I love it. Yeah, it's funny how us Seattle girls find each other. I've met, you know, <laughs> several people that have moved down here from Seattle as well. And yeah, and I think it's so important to have more of these conversations so people do know that there are other people like them out there or like them in their area because 
that was part of my problem was like, I didn't really see or hear anybody in Seattle talking about these topics that I really cared about. Yeah. And I really want to start today with you sharing your journey of how you got into the work that you're doing now. Like what brought this passion in you that you want to help others through this? Absolutely. Well, so like most of us, you get to a certain point in your life where you've hit all these checkpoints. Like you, you know, I just came back from my second world tour and like had a dance company and had all these things on paper that like really looked like I was crushing it, but inside slowly over time, feels like my path kind of caught up to me. So you have failed relationships in there. You have other failed career paths, you know, all the other things that come with being a young adult, really. And, you know, you're, you're in your 20s and uh, learning things the hard way, of course. And I hit this point in my life where I had done everything I wanted with dance. So I found myself kind of winding down from a dance career. And what's next, you know? And I realized, like, I was just in a lot of pain. Like, I had fill in the blank substituted <laughs> for what I thought would make me happy. Maybe this goal, maybe once I hit this, and nothing just ever felt good enough. You know, even when I was living out my dream, I was just felt so poorly about myself. And so in 2019, I, one of my good friends, also in Seattle, she enrolled me in a leadership program and it ended up really, really changing my life because A, we did a lot of deep processing, which by the way, this was in Idaho and it was six weekends long. And um, we, we had a lot of time to really dig deep and learn and heal from our past. And what happened when I completed that program is my mind just completely opened to possibility. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so grounded. I feel so alive. I feel like on top of the world. And I just want to share this with other women because you know how it is. You talk to a lot of people, you talk to the girlfriends and they're just like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know if I can do it. Or, you know, they just have so much doubt. And I'm like, you can, you don't even know you can. It's within you. And I like, you know, got super rah-rah and fired up. And that's what really skyrocketed my journey into personal development and coaching because up until that point I had made some big life transitions right but what I what I realized when I went to that program is that I had so much pain that I was not only subconsciously running from but like that really was affecting so many areas of my life and so that's my my really big passion just because a, a lot of time as women we're, we're caretakers we're you know, taking care of everyone else. We take the back seat. We don't want to, you know, be too much. We don't want to sh- outshine. We want to just be accommodating. And I'm like, no, girl, it's your time to shine. Like, you need to stand in that power. You don't apologize, you know. And so it's it's been amazing just to get to this point and, um, you know, just meet a, a lot of other women like you that are on a similar journey and just wanting to, to so much share their message of just possibility, I love hearing that because I surprisingly, I started my work as a stylist helping people before I was able to help myself. So even seeing Mm -hmm. my own business develop so much more as I developed and learned, it has just been an interesting journey because now it's like the message and the mission that I had in the beginning has changed a few times. And now it's like on a different level and I'm really seeing 
the deepness of style and that's where the book is coming in so yeah you get yeah. so once you feel it and you see it and you go to an event or you start connecting with people like you or other people that we've met that are in this place you kind of get addicted to it because you're like i want more of that i want so much more goodness in my life i think that's an important thing to share too is just trying to find those people whether they are online or a coach yeah sometimes they are not in your city unfortunately so you absolutely elsewhere. um and with that i want to say quote unquote failure because i don't feel like there is a true failure in your life um what what are ways that people and i know it depends on where you're at but what are ways that people can get up again after they feel like they failed in this plan that they had for their business and this plan they had for their marriage and this plan they had for their life like what are some things that you can do to get up again after you've fallen yeah absolutely and i think part of like the first thing just kind of even taking a step back i love how you said the quote unquote right because i think step one is reframing what failure is and what does failure mean right because we really have to understand, first of all, we have to normalize failure. Like everybody goes through failure, especially in business. Like I love Brene Brown. She's like, no, it's not if you get pummeled, it's like when, right? It's like, you don't understand failure is part of the journey. And so, A, hearing so many people's stories, like I feel like hearing and seeing other people that share the things they went through and got through the other side, I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. And a lot of times their situation is much worse. Like they're homeless. Like, you know, a lot of these things that like I relate to and resonate to. So first and foremost, find stories you resonate with, you know, find other people that are, have also overcome a lot of adversity. But I would say even step one, just being accepting and being prepared. I feel like this is a season where I'm really learning about the preparedness it takes to go into some of these battles like business, right? Uh, and more of the personal challenges that I've had, you know, a, a lot of my story has dealt with loss. Like I've had three different best friends pass away. And I think when you're in the dark nights of the soul, one thing I really like to look for is the openness that comes with being cracked open. Mm -hmm. And so coming back to the mindset and the perspective, like when you really truly can own where you're at and look through a lens, I know it sounds cliche, what's here for me, but like, are you going to stay inward and essentially be a victim or are you going to take full responsibility? Because no matter whether it's your fault or not, it's still your problem. So it's like, I've always been almost to a fault and optimist. So it's like, okay, well, this is going to be part of my life resume that I can help somebody else with one day. And a lot of those times, like when I had a brain injury or, you know, had our, an arthritic breakout, I was like, I'm going to be able to help somebody else with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I forget who said this, but I was listening to a podcast and yesterday that was wonderful with Lewis Howes and it was with a preacher and he had talked about, if you don't learn the lessons from your past, they will continue to come up. And for me, yes. yeah, one of the biggest quote unquote failures I had at the time I saw as a failure, but now 
it has really put me into the path I am meant to be in, which ends up happening with anything that doesn't turn out the way that you imagined. But the first time I was married, I got married when I was 18. We were married for seven years. He was my best friend. And there was just so much, there was so much pain in that relationship that I knew I had to, well, actually that funny enough, that ties into the next question, which, so I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but um, it's interesting that it, I did not want to heal from it. I decided to do the divorce because I knew I knew it would be the best thing for my life. Yet when I got divorced, I went into a spiral. I never drank in my life. And age 26, I started drinking. And it was such a hard, it must have been like three years of me like self-sabotaging, victim. Like I didn't know how to get out of it because I didn't have the people around me to show me a path or be an example of like, this is how you actually move on from something like this. You don't have to stay stuck in your past. You can move forward and see that there's something else more for you and you have to create and build it. So, um, which ties into my next question. There are times in our life where we do want something for ourselves and we do have to call it quits. And it's like, especially in business, I feel like that's a hard place too because you're like so determined, like I gotta keep on going, I'm gonna make this happen. But when do you call it quits on things that are happening in your life, you know? Yeah, this is such a good question. And it would be irresponsible to make a blanket statement without knowing. And this is why it's tough, right? And this is why I always come back to the trusting yourself with working with people. Because first and foremost, only you can answer that question. But these are some, some tools you can use. First, are my values out of alignment? So what I value over everything is my happiness. Like once I have the awareness that I'm not happy in a job, I physically can't stay. Like I just physically can't, right? Because that's my highest value. Mm -hmm. If your value is money and you stop having an opportunity to make the money, you know, that's a pretty good indicator. If your value is authenticity and you can't be yourself in your work environment, this is a huge one. If you don't feel like you can show up fully and that's a high, like a, a value of yours. That's definitely something to look at. I think the big one that I get, uh, I hear people get caught with a lot is they're just scared what other people are going to think. So it's really, really get honest with yourself. Am I a scared what my mom, my partner, my best friend are going to say about this transition? And I like to say transition instead of quit. Um, but is am I worried about the world looking into this move. Isn't that so interesting how the thing that we want most for ourselves, we get held back on because of what other people think when they are not waking up and feeling our pain and living our life. I had gone through that too. And it's, it's hard because you do lose people along the way. You will make decisions whether they're decisions that you know are best for you or even a decision that you know is not the best for you but you're going to take it anyways either way you end up losing people along the way so it's like which decision are you going to take for yourself absolutely and i think another thing is are you creating the space to gain that clarity that's the toughest part about doing this work is just creating the space we're busy we have so many things on our plate are you taking the time to really get still Because if you're really caught up in your day-to-day and the chaos, even if the answer comes, you're not going to A, hear it. You're not going to believe it. You're going to question it. 
if it's not coming from a place of really like stillness and security, then it's, it doesn't quite matter. Right. Yeah. And I think that for different ways of doing that, I'd like for you to share, like, what are ways that you can set up time for yourself to have that clarity? Cause I think, well, at least for me, everybody's different. So I'm sure you could share more, but for me, I literally, because I am one of those people that are busy. My, if you look at my calendar, every 30 minutes to hour and a half to three hours is all scheduled with something from yeah. like even dinner, pick up time with the kids, what time we're putting the kids to bed. Like I have a schedule and if I don't put it in my schedule to just sit still, I don't. And it drives, it drives my partners crazy. And I married again and he knew I'm, I love that he accepts who I am, but I'm like, this is me. <laughs> I don't sit down. I'm constantly working. I don't sit and watch TV. That's just not my lifestyle. So what are tips that you have for people outside of scheduling it in how they can find more clarity and give themselves that time in their day? Yeah. Well, like you said, I, it does depend on your schedule and what your situation looks like. For me, I'm single. I don't have kids. So it's a little bit easier for me to schedule it in. And that's, that's been my biggest lesson is actually just putting it on the calendar and sticking to that. I'm, I'm a really big advocate for habit stacking. So on your drive to get your kids, what are you doing? Like even driving in silence, like really just turning down the volume on life. Like, are you automatically turning on the TV before you get in bed? Or are you taking a few minutes to reflect on the day, to unwind, to visualize, right? So I work with my clients on being proactive versus reactive. But if you're already in that space of like, oh, sh shit, I'm already here. <laughs> like, what do I do now? Um, I would say even those moments that you're already, you have to do, like, you're going to have to shower. Like, take a moment. You know, I think a lot of times with our mind, too, we think it has to be this huge, big thing. Yep. How about just for one minute? Just be still and breathe for one minute. Like, you would be surprised how much you just, you, how much juice you can get from that short amount of time. Everybody has one minute in their day. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're in the bathroom, just take a little extra time. You know, I mean, <laughs> so I'm all about habit checking. The things you already know you're going to do, creating uh, an, another thing you can do in addition to that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. And I used to be a very avid journaling person like since I was a kid. Like, I have my journals. Some, some parts of my life I actually deleted, so I burned them but there's still a lot yeah. of journals left and as i've gotten older especially the past few years be, not only that i've been busy but i've become more aware of myself i've probably been in therapy for like 10 years seven not 10 sorry maybe seven years now or so and i find that i'm almost scared to sit in journal because i'm like oh i'll give myself five minutes but then so much comes out like i did it the other night i was like oh i have some time before i go to bed Nolani was with her dad. And so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm just going to pull out my journal and journal. I wrote pages in that journal. I'm like, oh my gosh, all the stuff that was in there, it doesn't come out in therapy because there's something about journaling and writing that other things come out when you're not thinking about it. You know, it's, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that's, that's great. So it needed to come out, right? Yeah. Um, but that's like why I'm a really big proponent of the, the proactive, you know, and just, 
really, it comes down to prioritizing it. And we're all human, like we all flip, like even, you know, like you were saying this, the example with the journal, I mean, the other day I watched like a TV show and I like really cried, like cried hard. And I was like, oh, apparently I haven't like given my space to let out my emotions recently. I was like, why am I so emotional about so-and-so getting married or something? It was just like one of those things, right? And I, one of my favorite conversations around emotion is just like, they're normal. They're not wrong. Like we always go, well, why am I crying? I'm trying to fix it. It's like, because that's a normal reaction for your body to have. We're supposed to release emotions. There is no why. Mm-hmm. It's an intuitive reaction to our life, you know. And I want to get into cycles because as a stylist, it's interesting how how much your personal style is correlated to your life that you don't know about. And I love diving in deep with that. But with that, I find that clients get stuck in cycles with their clothing or their life. And what are things that you tell your clients how to help them to get new results and to realize what their cycle is? Like, how do you figure out, oh, I'm stuck in a cycle? Because you don't have the awareness when you're in it. You just know that you want something to change and you think doing this one thing is going to change it, but it's actually you being stuck in something that feels comfortable. So how do you help clients like find that new result and get out of whatever cycle they're stuck in? Yes. Oh, I love this. Um, Okay. So yeah, like you said, ignorance is bliss, right? Once we have the awareness, that's usually when people feel stuck because they're like, well, now I notice this thing that I don't necessarily think is great, but like, I don't really know what to do next. Again, I, I think most of us think we have to change everything all at once overnight. And it's just not the reality. So that correlates to your relationship to getting out of your comfort zone, right? Like how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so typically, I will start with something so small that's within their space even that we can do. Like what's just one baby step of getting out of your comfort zone? Maybe you only wear black. Maybe you wear a white bracelet. Like, you know, what's just one baby thing? And maybe you only wear it in your house. Maybe you're too scared of, to go in public. Who cares? Like, that's a baby set, right, of getting outside of your comfort zone. But it's safe and it's still stretchy, but it's it's still moving the needle a little bit. Um, I, I love fitness examples, too, because so many people want to get in shape or, you know, they might go to the gym and want results one night. And it's like... You don't go to the gym one time and get results. You go time and time again. You also don't go straight to the 100-pounder. You start with where you're at and you build the muscle. Getting out of your comfort zone is the same exact way. It's like, okay, well, what's one way I can build the muscle? It's so funny. I told this story the other day. All my friends were like, you're crushing it on social media. I was like, do you understand? I used to panic by liking people's posts. I used to panic by, like, commenting on something. I'd, like, go back and delete it. I'd be like, oh, well, like, I was so paralyzed by the analyzer and overthinking, but like just paralyzed by by what other people thought. And that didn't start by like having that thought and then jumping online and telling my life story. Like that shifted by like, okay, I like that person's post. I'm just going to stand in it. going to walk away. Like I'm not, I'm not unliking it this time. And, you know, even sometimes with a comment that I would want to delete, I would say, okay, I would challenge myself at least for one hour. 
you know, those little baby steps where it's like one hour was better than like one second. Sometimes I still delete it. And look at me now. I comment on everyone's stuff. I want I post multiple times a day. And like, you know, it's all about the progress. But sometimes it's just like making a little baby challenge, getting that win, getting a little step forward, because it doesn't have it's not gonna be overnight. It's not like going from zero to jumping off a cliff, you know. <laughs> and the more that you do it, the more resilience you build in yourself and the courage and the strength for anything, whether it's something social media related or uh, working out or with your style that little by little, you're able to challenge yourself just a little more and do the next thing. Cause you're like, Oh, I survived that. I did it. Now what? Um, it's so beautiful being able to be in the work and having to see my clients, a lot of clients I've worked with for years and I don't see them all the time, but they always come back and just being able to see them. Are you not getting the results that you want from shopping? It's time to shop with a plan and get ideas on how to take a new direction towards how you want to look and feel. Join me every month for a shopping and style coaching session to help you shop with success. Build the wardrobe that you desire at your pace and on your budget. In this monthly membership that I like to call the TCE Insiders, you get to shop from style boards that I personally put together based on what clients have loved and purchased the past month. You get both budget-friendly options and luxury and luxury-like options to help you fill in the gaps of your wardrobe. You also get to explore new stores, new styles and colors to try because it is easy to get caught up and buying the same thing over and over again. And I want you to see new results with what you're buying. You get to shop at your own pace. There isn't a rush to get new items. You can just shop for what you like or what you want to try from the shopping boards and then use a group coaching to get feedback on what to keep or return. You also get access to the TCE Insider community. Get feedback on your purchases. Share the outfits you're putting together. Finally, start building the wardrobe that truly fits you. If you are a past client and you want to keep your wardrobe up to date and continue getting support by working together, this monthly membership will help you stay in touch with me and in touch with the style that you're trying to achieve. If you're a new client and want to begin shopping with intention and build new outfits to fit your life and your body, you'll get to start your journey on finding what works for you and create a plan of action. Get started today and let's begin working together. You can go to myclosetedit.com slash TCE Insider. That's myclosetedit.com slash TCE Insider to get started. You can also go to the link below, go to the show notes, click on that link and you can get access right away to on-demand styling videos that share with you how to tuck in your shirt, how to tie a trench coat. You'll also get the Zoom link so that we can get started on that call together. I cannot wait to see you there. Oh, you know what? I stepped into this, I accomplished this. And like, now I wanna try, like I had a client actually the other day, I think we've worked together for four years now. We've gone on multiple shopping trips. And in the beginning she was, she was a little more reserved. She had to take the baby steps, but with each shopping trip that she did, she started to feel so good. And in the beginning, she did want something a bit more classic and traditional because I think she was also somewhat scared of spending more money and buying the wrong thing, even going through the work together. And this last session I had with her, 
we had our regroup session to talk about her goals for this next shopping trip. And she's like, you know what? I have realized how good I feel in everything and how I've started to spend more money with you on the right pieces. And I wear them again and again. And she's like, this next time, I want something bold. I want a print and I want something sexy and attractive. I was like, whoa, coming from you. I'm like, and when we went shopping, it was so, I mean, not that the other times were not transformational, but seeing her feel so comfortable in herself after all these years and being able to open up to even more possibilities was so beautiful because she built that resilience with me, working through it, gaining that little bit of confidence she needed along the way. And then she's like, oh, I found this other part of me I want to expose and have come out. So yeah, it's so beautiful watching people as they build that strength. I love that. And, oh my gosh, there's so many questions. I'm like looking at the time <laughs> to answer questions that came in too. Uh, so how do you feel um, when you're working? So I've actually personally, I've worked with a business coach and I've worked with a therapist and I've worked with many for multiple years for both. I've never worked with a life coach. Can you share with us what it's like to work with a life coach? Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of people say therapy is looking forward and coaching is, or sorry, therapy is looking backwards and coaching is looking forward. That's by definition of what most people say. I personally think you have to understand your past in order to break through it to your next level. So I, and I love therapy. And so I think the main difference is First of all, therapy has a lot of ethics. Like there's just like a lot, they, they're mostly there to listen, help you understand, kind of unpack, and be just a safe space, A, to normalize and let you know you're normal, that you're human. Everything you're dealing with is perfectly uh-huh. part of the human experience. That was my biggest learning, but coaching is a lot more asking harder questions, really challenging you. It's a lot more, it is looking forward in a lot of ways um, because with a coach, it's just more collaborative. Like I said, the ethics kind of get in the way with way with that life coaches can, you know, give you homework, contact you outside of the session, give you check-ins can be more of a curriculum. And, you know, I worked with both for like two years. I had a coach and a therapist. Um, And I do think therapy is a little bit more of a slow burn where it's like, okay, over time, we're going to really like, heal and unpack and coaching is more of a cut to the core really quickly and address it and move forward so if you're somebody that has done a lot of work on yourself coaching is really great because you have the introspective introspection you have healed from a lot and you can move forward with a lot of the tools and exercises that we do I also one of The things I love about coaching is just giving homework outside of the sessions where it's a little bit, um, you can have a bit of a free range with like, okay, this person needs this and this person needs something different. And so, yeah, I think both are very beneficial. I love both of them. I think coaching is a little bit more, I'm going to help you get to where you want to go. And therapy is a little bit more, let's understand, heal, and, you know, I guess, I think understand and heal is the best way to put it. I'm also 
not a therapist, so please don't <laughs> come, come at me with any like uh, real textbook definitions. But like, that's my experience with both of them. And as a coach, I always thought I was going to be a therapist, actually. So it makes sense that I, I fell into coaching. But I think it's, it's more of like a, a quick burn. Yeah, I can't like I've been in therapy, like I said, for a long time, and I really enjoy it. But the past year and I told my husband this the other day where I was like, I feel like I need another level of something. I didn't know life coaches do that. But I was like, do I need to ask my therapist to give me homework, which is exactly <laughs> because I'm like, I am such an action taker. And I've been working yeah. with a book coach for two months already. And I told her, I'm like, don't be afraid of giving me like the critique that I need to hear to make this book awesome. Like, tell me how it is. Tell me what I need to work on. Like, I am so open to hearing feedback and with therapy, you don't get feedback. It is, it has yeah. to put it down at all. I have done it for years and I did need it. I needed that healing process and talking through and figuring out like, you know, untying the past to know how it's yeah. been affecting my present. So it has been very helpful, but because I've done it for so long and I have so much awareness of myself now, I know that I've needed more. And I actually didn't know a life coach does that. So I asked that question just because I was interested in hearing, but I didn't know that that's how you work through it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know. I love that. I, I hate, I don't ever want to seem like I'm putting down therapy because I love therapy. Oh, I, you know, and I think I'm like you, where I'm like, I want the feedback. I want to know, like, I need yeah. more. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, there's different personalities. Like I said, like if I were to come seven years ago and see a life coach, I would not have been ready because there would have there was way too much to heal and get into and deep dive into. So I feel like depending on where you're at in your life and what you're looking for in your results, I think that's a good way of seeing it. Um, because now I totally I am. agree. So yeah, I totally agree with that. And I'm curious, this is more related to style, but because I work with people through their journey, I'm kind of curious how your personal style has played a role in your personal growth journey. Because when you sent me your headshot, and I see you on Instagram too, like I love your style and your headshot, I'm like, oh my gosh, that girl is on point with that white suit. So good. I'm curious of hearing like your own personal style journey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I this is such a great question. I don't think I've ever thought about it up until recently, as you know, like with my fitness journey, it's definitely ebbed and flowed. Like in high school, I would either be in like full out outfit and heels or like sweats and a hoodie. Like I didn't have a lot of in between, you know, being a dancer, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I'm a really firm believer in your outer affects your inner. And so there's definitely days where I'm like, okay, I need to get really dressed up today and like feel good. Like I'm put together because there is like when you do put energy into what you're wearing and how like it does affect the way you kind of pull up a little bit extra. And I've historically been really scared with my style as well. Like I was hiding a lot. So I wore a lot of dark colors, you know, Seattle, it rains a lot and just wearing a lot of hoodies and I, it just wasn't an area that like I cared enough about to put energy into. And like when I noticed several years ago, you know, getting into personal development and realizing too the power of letting go of clothes and letting go of past 
versions of yourself that subconsciously still come up when you put on an outfit uh, that's that's been a huge part of it too like I'm way quicker to like get rid of clothes now and so I would say this most recent evolution has been I've, I've lost 25 pounds through a program called earn it all and I realized how much I was hiding in my body even with my clothes like because I wasn't secure with where I was at. And I'm not saying you have to lose weight to feel secure, but like, I feel like there's a level at each phase of my life. Like when I moved to Arizona, like I was like, I'm going to really challenge myself to wear white, like wear lighter colors. <laughs> and I have, and it's really brightened up me and my being. And I can tell a big difference when I, when I do put a lot of care into those things, because I, like I, said I think the way you show up and present yourself to the world says so much about you like okay I'm really it's not about how you look it's about the care that you put into yourself mm -hmm. and it's interesting that you said that when you moved to Arizona you wanted to wear white more but it is brighter and the people when they're dressed there it is more colorful we're in Seattle funny enough I don't wear black a lot and today on the call I'm wearing black <laughs> <laughs> you know people get stuck in like very which is not bad it is style is a reflection of the inside of you it's also a reflection of your environment your lifestyle yes. the things that you're doing day to day that's how you find what works for you but in seattle it's primarily like neutrals like that quiet luxury look of like blacks and grays you know and yes it's so interesting that your picture, your profile picture is like all white power. Like I saw it as like a power suit. And even today on the call, you're in white. Um, but I think it, it was influenced by also you opening up to this new part of your life and you. It's like you want to try something new and step out. Because if you wore all the black and the hoodies and stuff in Scottsdale where you were changing your life, you would have been like pulled back to this version of you in Seattle, which you weren't anymore. So I love that. Absolutely. I love the way you put that. And I do, I did struggle with this in Seattle as well. And I think so much of what you're talking about is just about being seen, yeah. right? Because you, you have these super cute outfits and you're going out in the same places I was going oh, yeah. out, but I was not <laughs> looking like that. I was like, you know, jeans, booties, and like a shirt, you know, like if I put on certain shoes, it meant I was like elevating my look a little bit, but like, I think it's so great. Like what you're doing and empowering your clients, because you're saying, I don't, care where I'm going or my environment like I want to feel and look good and that's important and I, I noticed that moving here too there's just a lot more people it's a lot no more normal to like dress up and like be kind of loud you know places like LA things like that where in Seattle it's just where are you going like <laughs> it's like you have to really create that for yourself a little bit more yeah and there's I mean I'm not a coach necessarily but in style I am and I found through the past especially five years of my own personal growth journey having to coach not just shop with people but coach them through what they're purchasing how they're feeling through these new things and a lot of what I hear about is what you said is like people some women and men want to dress up a little bit more but they feel intimidated because it will draw attention a client I worked with recently who decided to step out because she started to feel so comfortable but took baby steps i feel like there's and you might find this too with your clients you either have one of two clients you have the client that needs that extra coaching and talking through things um 
because they're doubting so much of themselves and they can't hear their intuition and what they need. And then there's a client that tries a new thing and instantly they're like, I love it. I'm happy. This is me. Like they really step into it and they're open to the change more. So it's interesting working with people and seeing where they're at in their journey too, as they're finding their style or trying anything new in general. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you do that for them. Yeah, it's so much fun. Um, Before we wrap up this section, is there anything, Bianca, that you want to share before we get into questions? No, I think you hit some major topics. And thank you for sharing, you know, your story as well. Of course. Okay. So we have questions that came in. And if you're on the call, you can definitely put in the chat box or show up if you'd like to share um, your face or if you want our, your voice to be heard, you can also unmute and share a question. Let me open up my chat real quick so I can see. Okay. But let me get the questions that we got in our inbox real quick. Um, okay. What books do you recommend on healing? Oh, anything from Brene Brown. That's she saved my life, I swear. She has such an eloquent way of speaking uh, from her own vulnerabilities and putting things in a way that really resonate and understanding your emotions. I love that. Are there any retreats that are coming up from people that you follow that I should know about? All of them literally just happened. My favorite coach, Christine Hassler, she just had a women's retreat. Um, I'll definitely send them to you, though. Like, we're kind of winding down to the end of the year, but obviously the one we went to, Girlfriends in Business, I know they're doing another one next year. And I, I'm going to the dinner series, so I'm going to be in Scottsdale. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um. How do you deal with a partner that you feel might be holding you back from your potential? I'm sure you hear that a lot. That's tough, right? Yeah. So first of all, I think a large portion has to do with how long you guys have been together. Because if this is a new relationship and you're starting to get close and you're just trying, you're starting to identify these things, first and foremost, have a conversation. You know, so if you have some concerns, um, like, oh, I notice you don't like it when I spend extra time working, or I notice you don't like it when I go to these seminars over the weekend, is that because it takes away time from you? Or is that because you think it's unnecessary? I think just really having a deeper understanding, usually you'll get some more clarity there. Obviously, if you've been married for 10 years, that's a little bit of a different conversation. Um, but I really talk to a lot of people in new relationships where they ignore those red flags and they really, really regret it down the line. So I'm just a really huge advocate for believing your intuition and believing those red flags, even if they don't make logical sense. I love those hard questions. <laughs> yeah. um, are there any self-care things that you do personally to help you stay grounded with your work? So many. I think it, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier on understanding the season you're in. Right now, I'm more of in like a building season. And so it's really important to me that everything I do for 
business, I also do for me. So like I read a business book and a personal development book. So just like those little things I was saying, like habit stacking, um, where every time I eat afterwards, I, uh, I do a little bit of breath work. So I take 50 deep breaths and I'll do things like, um, you know, drive in silence. I'll do things at the end of my night to really just create space. Um, and when you're in a building phase, it seems counterproductive because you want to spend less time on the woo-woo. But I feel like when you're in the chaos, it's, it's not necessarily about balance. It's just about making sure your life is in harmony. And like I was saying earlier, I think it's really important to incorporate those little things that are proactive versus I've already crashed and burned. And now I'm like completely burnt out and overwhelmed. So doing those little things, taking a few extra minutes in the shower. Um, I have a bathtub for the first time in like five years. So I've been really loving my bath. But <laughs> uh, I think it's the way you approach things. Like sometimes my workout is just getting through it. And sometimes it's, it's letting out my emotions. So a lot of what we do can be our intention behind it as well. Oh, that's so beautiful. You gave some good ideas. I like that breath work after eating because sometimes when you're so rushed it's like you're eating and then you're back at it what instead of just like feeling like i just had this nutritious or not nutritious delicious meal and i'm feeling really good and present i need to do that more <laughs> oh girl i had to create a rule recently where i actually sit down to eat like i was just like moving so much i'm like i don't even sit down so i made a new rule where like, i sit down and i don't have my phone oh that's good i'm gonna do that I'm trying to do it with the girls too. Like at dinner, we are very intentional with dinner. Like I turn the TV off. I don't have my cell phone with me, um, but I know that they're copying everything. So certain habits, I'm always interested in hearing that because especially with kids, they literally copy everything. So, okay, yeah. we're going to wrap up. I want to thank you so much for your time today. It was awesome. It's like we were in happy hour again, except on Zoom, I can't hug you. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can clients find you if they want to work with you or just follow you on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram is the best way right now. I am very active. So it's at Bianca underscore Jean, like the blue jeans. Um, and you can DM me there and ask any questions you have. I also have a Gmail Bianca Jean coaching at gmail.com. You can email me the word coaching or DM me the word coaching. I'll send you my information. Or if you just want to connect, chat more, I'm happy to connect. And, you know, if you have any other questions for, for me personally, you can definitely ask them there as well. And all of this will be in the show notes because I know it's hard to listen to this and be able to find it right away. So it will be in the show notes. So it's easy to click through. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you could go on Instagram, give her a follow. That's an easy way to just give your love and support to anybody that you listen to on the podcast. Just give them a follow, say hi, comment on something, like it, or even share what was valuable as you were listening to this because we went over a lot of things. So thank you so much, Bianca. Yeah, 